0: Hey, you found me and I'm so glad you did. I have a lot of fun over here at A Juicy Pear Podcast. I love interviewing people from all walks of life and I especially like what makes a person tick. I ask the questions that people want to hear. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Wendy with the Juicy Pear Podcast, and I'm super excited about our guest today. His name is Jesse Klein, and he's a country singer, and I'm so excited that he's here. Hey, Jesse.
1: Hey, how's it going?
0: I'm good. How are you doing?
1: I'm great. Happy to be here.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for coming on my show. Um, I really appreciate it. I love to, you know, feature entertainers and singers and that. And um, I'm always excited when uh, they come on the show. So I guess we'll just start out. When did you first started singing?
1: I first started probably, I would say... In 2011 was kind of when I, I discovered that I could even do it.
0: <laughs> okay. So like when you were in um, school, did you, you know, did you have kind of like something that you, you always knew that you wanted to do it or did you kind of come across it accidentally and like, oh, this is kind of fun. I'm going to do this.
1: That's a hard one to answer. Sometimes I thought it was something that I wanted to do. And sometimes it was just kind of like a hobby that I thought would be cool to know it actually started out with guitar. I didn't even start out with singing for me. Okay. Um, my parents had brought home a, a guitar from like a garage sale. My mom thought it would be fun for one of us to pick it up and try to figure it out. You know? Yeah. And uh, it kind of I thought it was a cool concept. And I tried to learn how to read music. Couldn't figure it out. So I put it down and I picked it up and put it down for you for several years, actually, after that.
0: It's not easy. I used to play the piano and I didn't, it took years to learn how to read notes and music. It didn't come really easy to me. Eventually I learned, you know, I think I did the piano maybe seven, eight years. And then I'm just like, you know what? I don't want to put in the hour practice every day. I just don't, my heart wasn't into it, you know? I was just getting to where I would, you know, do difficult pieces, but I, it takes a lot of talent to be able to do that without any music. Do you think that's like a natural talent or if it's something that you really want to do, you just learn it because it didn't come easy to you at first, right? With a guitar, you didn't no, learn the guitar. traditional way.
1: No, yeah. I, I still to this day, actually, I can't read music. Um, So, so yes, I think, I think in some ways, some natural talent comes mm-hmm. in handy, but I don't know, you know, how how deep to dive into and natural talent thing because i think anybody can can learn it if they really stick but to they it. really
0: want to do it yeah it's guitar is hard too i mean i uh it's hard like you're with finger placement and stuff and i thought oh this is kind of cool i want to learn how to play guitar and yeah. um you know i was learning but it's like it's so i don't know there's a lot to learn it's not easy
1: yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't think guitar. I I would say I probably had no natural talent with that <laughs> for sure. Oh, come on! Yes, you did. Uh, when I started that, it was a uh, it was a very complicated thing, you know. And and I mm-hmm. didn't know what I was doing. I didn't take any lessons or anything like that. So
0: well, um, that's amazing it, though. Uh,
1: picking it up and putting it down and trying to find something that would work for me. I had you know a couple. I actually, had a sixth grade teacher who who was the one that actually put me on the track to a different way of learning. Right. And That was that was kind of what you know got me started really but i had even put it down a time again after that so he gave me tools that i could use that would be that would help me learn it you know yeah. but still without reading real music it was using tabulature which is all numbers instead and then uh and then it took me all the way till like 2011 probably to discover chords
0: well you have major um country singers that uh do not know how to play the guitar right like um yeah. cole Swindell. He doesn't know how to play the guitar, I believe. Yeah, he's just, he's primarily a singer. And then, I mean, that's fine, whatever works for you. But yeah, it's right. Yeah, you already know how to play the guitar and sing. So that's cool,
1: right? So I think the, the singing thing, on the other hand, you know, that's something I don't really know anybody that doesn't like to sing in the car or something like that. So I think right. I always just enjoyed singing to whatever I was listening to. Never really thought much of it. I, I have a feeling that's probably where some of my voice developed a little bit. Yeah, I'm very critical of myself when it comes to things like that. And I want it to sound good. So so I think probably I was always like critiquing myself in my head while I was singing along to the radio or something. And I and I think that's where some of that development came from.
0: So what made you take that leap that you know, like, okay, I, I'm gonna do this. I want to do this for a living.
1: Yeah, when I was in college, so again, I, I picked it up as kind of just a hobby. It was something I enjoyed. It was a good way to pass the time. And I think, you know, no matter what type of mood you're in, the music can be a, a therapy for something. And being able to play it was the therapy part to me. If I ever, you know, had a bad day or something, I'd go play, play music for a little bit and I was good to go. So when I got to college, I would just like play in my dorm room. And uh, some of my friends were, were like, man, you sound pretty good. And then mm-hmm. I did some like, I had this little thing called a flip video. And it was just a little video recorder. I think it was designed for like action sports or something. But I'd set it up in my dorm room and record a couple of videos and put them on YouTube. And then uh, our dorm room had a, a, the dorm hall had a a talent show that year. And I didn't even join it. I was like, no, I don't, I want nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. I'm a a closet musician. I hang out (laughs) in my (laughs) dorm room and that's it. And uh, basically got forced to go down and play that. So I played a song and I I ended up winning it.
0: That's amazing. That's really cool.
1: Maybe I should uh, maybe I should try to do a little more.
0: So what song uh, did you play that that won it? Do you remember?
1: I, I played uh, "Every Rose Has Its Thorn" by Poison, so it wasn't even a country song.
0: <laughs> oh, nice! Though that song that uh, shows that you have a range, you know.
1: Yeah. Yep. So I love it. I actually grew up on on rock. I guess I would call it classic rock, but ACDC and things like that. So. Yep. That was my era. That's when I picked up the guitar. That was what I really started with and uh, saved my life. So I got kind of bored playing just the guitar to it. So I was like, I need some other substance here. So mm-hmm. but I, loved nice. that.
0: I grew up with Willie Nelson, Loretta Lynn, and, you know, my dad loved that kind of music. And at the time I didn't care for it. I was like, Oh boy. But it's so, um, it's kind of neat now because I really love that music now. And whenever I hear Willie Nelson, it really, it, reminds me of my dad. And, um, it's just a nice memory. And, um, yeah, it's just something how that kind of um, shifts. I, when I was growing up, I didn't care for country music at all. <laughs>
1: it, was, right. it was like,
0: I was like all rock and roll and things. Um, same yep. with you, Guns and Roses and, um, <laughs> you know, Journey, and the Scorpions, sure. and uh, Duran Duran. I mean, I think the eight, the 80s had some of the best music out there. I, I really did. It had some of the coolest, best music in the 70s. I love the 70s, the old school uh, rock, too. I like all kinds of, but then I like pop, too. I don't know. There's just all kinds. Uh, I love all kinds of music. We'll just yeah, leave I, it.
1: <laughs> I, I love, you know, when it comes to listening to music, I listen to just about anything. I'm not just a a diehard country person or a rock person I I listen to just about everything because you know I think personally I think everything can get old after a little while absolutely much of it so so when it comes to listening we we mix it up a lot you know listen to a little bit of everything and it does I think it does play into my style when I when I play music too because I like so many different genres it's cool when you can kind of cross them a little bit and Mm -hmm. not necessarily make your own genre but but you're mixing genres and it's Part of how you get your own sound, you know, because I think a lot of that plays into the way that you write and the way that you sing and the way that you play and things like that. So a lot of influences from a lot of different areas I think yeah. it's to, to finding your finding your sound.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a sign of, you know, talent, too, for sure. When you're not afraid to put your own spin on it, you know, when you, you're just going right. to have it go out there were you always by yourself singing or did you start out in a with a band or you won that contest and like um you decided okay I'm just gonna go solo how did that
1: go oh this whole thing for me has been a really strange development I think I think because because of the way it happened I never had my, my family not musicians and I don't really have I didn't have that many friends that were musicians even at the time I had a few people that I knew from high school that were like Going out and playing this open mic, and that at that point they were kind of just acquaintances. I wouldn't even, you know, they weren't even just, yeah. just friends, but they were, I was like, they were musicians, and they told me to come out to this open mic, and that was the first time I I played anything live in front of a real bar crowd.
0: I bet that was nerve wracking okay. the very first time. It
1: was very nerve wracking, but the nice part about open mic is when people go to listen to that, they don't they don't always expect a lot. Okay, so, so I wasn't as nervous. I mean, I was because I do. Never, you
0: remember what you played then?
1: I don't actually yeah um i'm sure it was much much different than what i play now
0: (laughs) but it must have been something good what was their reaction when you first played that and then you got that done
1: um it was really good actually and that was the whole thing that made me want to keep going back was that the crowd actually reacted to it and it was like wow they make you feel pretty good even if Mm -hmm. even if uh, something was rough or something like that they go there because they love live music and I like to hear new stuff and everything. So yeah. a really supportive it. That, that makes you really want to keep working at it. It
0: takes time. guts to do that. I commend you. It does.
1: Yeah, I definitely had a little push. You, you need know. that.
0: Yeah. I had that same sort of, Creative feeling when I had my first book signing and my book, I have a couple books out. So when my first book came out in 2019, and it, this was something that I really wanted to do for years and years, I, I love to write. I just didn't have the opportunity to because I have two sets of twins. They're all teenagers now, but I was, I was just very busy all the time, but you know, in the throes of parent. <laughs> In the throes of parenting and things, you know, I would take notes and, um, you know, I had this story in mind about the resort. I, I thought, you know, it was during the 70s and 80s. It was a really interesting time. My parents were just very interesting people. And, you know, I remember these parties that they would have and I would be like bumping into people. And I'm, as a young girl, I'm like, wow, this is cool. It was just the energy of it was just palpable. You could really feel it there was something good going on. You know, it was just a really good time and then throw in a little bit of paranormal in the mix. And I just thought that would make a great premise for the book. So anyway, yeah, that came out a few years ago. And at my first book signing, when people were, you know, there was, you know, I had a lot of family come, but I also had people that I didn't know come and there was like a line and I don't know, there was something, uh, it was just a magical day. I'll never forget it. I'll never, ever forget my first book signing. And it was just incredible. And, you know, someone came up, oh, you're an author and uh, I need to sign, sign my book. I was like, oh, my gosh.
1: Okay. <laughs> That's yeah, cool. I will. It's, a, it's a really cool when you hit a milestone like that, because it feels like you've actually accomplished something, which is, which is awesome.
0: Yeah, it's very validating when you can get when you get a reaction from people, a positive one from something that you really put your heart and soul and You're like, "Oh, okay. I'm making a connection there. This is I might be onto something here. I'm going to keep doing this." I like that feeling. I I want to keep feeling that way.
1: <laughs> it is definitely something that drives you to keep going for sure because you know, if you if you if you do it for a while and, and you don't get reactions and you don't get feedback and you don't get any even if it's constructive you know it's right. hard to be like our people even paying attention or people listening. You don't know, right? So, so yeah, I agree. It's validating, but but it's in a lot of ways necessary.
0: It is necessary. Like you absolutely have to have another. You have to take in opinions and you know constructive criticism i mean you're always going to get people that you know for whatever reason they don't like your stuff but you know not everything is for everybody either but um you know and it's hard trying with the pandemic and things it's kind of hard to get your stuff out there how did you manage um did you continue writing and you know because that i i just well it was obviously hard for everybody but you know for creatives in a way it was kind of interesting because it forced you to think outside the box and you know gave you some extra time you know how did you manage that
1: yeah so right when the pandemic hit it was by far the most awkward point in time in it, you know, it, it you know there's times where even when you play a lot to me where it can get exhausting we'll say so so in some way that was kind of relieved because I was like oh maybe I'm gonna get a short break I can step back. I can, you know, work on some other things, work on myself. And, you know, I tried to take advantage of that. So right when the pandemic hit and everybody was terrified, I pretty much just, I went to work and I'd come home and I'd be at home. And, uh, you know, getting a a few months into it, and everybody was kind of starting to relax a little bit. The numbers were coming down. I noticed a big shift from, you know, restaurants were closed. So I couldn't go to restaurants. And I was actually, I had actually, was in the middle of recording my next ep so nine months i couldn't work on that
0: oh man that sucks <laughs> but, that,
1: but yeah. that was a blessing because i, I actually uh, halfway through or we did our first recording session and we and we kind of i wanted to change a couple songs so we had to redo them Okay. And, uh, and it actually didn't even have a title track yet for the EP. <clears throat> so my producer was like, "Well,
0: tell people you know, what EP means."
1: Uh, an EP is basically uh, it's like an example playlist. So it's it's a it's a short album. So it's okay. like a basically a half album, four to six songs. Okay, um, but it's still a studio recording album. Same concept, just shorter. Okay. So yeah, so so anyways, my producer it goes, maybe you should should write another song, and when you come back, we'll just record the next three songs I was like I don't know if I can do that but I knew I needed a, a title track so I ended up writing the track for that during the pandemic so that was kind of cool what
0: inspires you, what do Life, you
1: like? yeah In a in a short short answer um, <laughs> a lot of times that
0: narrows it down quite a bit no
1: <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um for the most part most of my songs have a, a story mm-hmm. something that happened to me yeah sometime in the past um yeah I think that you know, a lot of people get influenced. though from things that are are happening, and they maybe they have strong opinions on it, even. Yeah, or strong feelings on it. So even if it's not a story that specifically pertained to them, it's something that they feel like they need to talk about. Sure. I don't have a ton of songs like that yet. I'm mm-hmm. sure, that, that you know, you'll get that way. But
0: kind of like the idea of, um, you know, something that personally happened to you. And, you know, I think that's, makes it nice because it's your own and putting your own spin on it and no one else knows it better right
1: right yeah and it's i mean it's a good way to tell people about yourself you know so so if if the song tells a story which is kind of what country music was built on you know i I like i like that i can tell my stories and and yeah people enjoy it in a different way
0: no i should have asked you this before recording but i was going to see if you play a little something but um i kind of sprung this on you so i don't (laughs) know
1: (laughs) you want me to play a song
0: if you want to, yeah. I mean, you don't have to do a whole song. It's up to you.
1: A something for you.
0: That'd be cool.
1: I grab a guitar. All right, quick.
0: and then I can edit this all, you know, this pause or whatever out too. So um,
1: yeah, obviously, you want something original, probably.
0: Whatever you feel comfortable doing it.
1: All right, hold on. Just a second.
0: Okay, I feel bad. I really sprung this on you. <laughs> I should have mentioned right. that. Uh, are you okay with that?
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Okay i love it
1: how's the sound like crazy loud coming through there is all
0: right? no it sounds good sounds perfect. Uh,
1: i guess i'll play the title track this is the one that i yeah that i wrote um during the pandemic so i guess i'll give a little background before sure. I play it. So, sure. so this uh this ep was kind of something that you know i mean every song that i've written is based on a story of some kind so i knew when i started making this ep i wanted to call it storytelling okay because that's like i mean that's been my favorite thing to do even even if i'm not singing if i'm sitting around a fire or something like in our in our friends group and uh and so i just love it but usually when i tell a story everybody jokes about it and they'll be like this guy drags his stories out for so (laughs) long that you know you gotta get
0: all the details right you gotta get the details in there that's what makes it nice
1: (laughs) so then uh you know, I love telling stories. I love singing my stories and things like that. So I knew I wanted to call the EP Storytelling. I kind of just ran with that because I didn't have a title track for it yet. And, uh, you know, a lot of my songs come from, you know, anything in my life. So so I tried to make it a very generic and very relatable song. But I also put some very, very specific experiences in there. You know, that it kind of jumps. You'll kind of notice it jumps between family and friends and everybody. So it kind of starts with, like, growing up. And then it switches over to like when I'm in college with my friends and then and then ends kind of with everybody because because everybody's around. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, it's kind of about just how as everybody grows older and and family moves apart a little farther and things like that. Friends move apart. um, How every time you get back together, you can always reconnect and it feels like you didn't really miss anything.
0: That's cool. Yeah.
1: That's kind of the, the concept of the whole song. It actually became a very, very easy song to write once I once I sat down and started thinking about it like that. So it actually ended up writing it. It's one of my quicker songs that I ended up writing. Nice. Yeah. So I'll play a little bit of it for right. you. Remember that time we rode our bikes off the dock into the lake? Snowy
2: Super Bowl Sunday backyard football
1: games
2: Or that hundred foot slip and slide Down the hill we couldn't stop That's tier one athletic training We'd wheel barrel, race until we'd drive Well, my family's all grown up now Spread around the country now But every time we get together It's like we didn't miss a thing We're talking in the kitchen Just sitting reminiscing Laughing about the way things used to be We'll catch up on today All the good and bad to say Raise a toast to another day (laughs) Storytelling
1: We'd spend all night out on the lake Hanging out on our bonfire barge the police
2: showed up when we were underage we all scattered through the woods Drop walks home from the bar we follow the railroad tracks enjoying all the memories we may never get back well my friends are all grown up now Spread around the country now But every time we get together It's like we didn't miss a thing We're talking around the campfire Drinking beers until we get tired Laughing about the way things used to be We'll catch up on today All the good and bad to say Raise a toast to another day, storytelling. When I have a family of my own, I want to sit with them at home, show them why we raise a toast. Cause everybody's all grown up now, spread around the country now. But every time we get together, it's like we didn't miss a thing. We're talking around the campfire, drinking beers until we get tired. laughing laugh about the way things used to be. We'll catch up on today all the good and bad to say raise a toast to another day storytelling
0: fantastic fantastic very talented jesse klein everybody and i sprung that on him he had maybe one cup of coffee this is early in the morning and uh you sound amazing absolutely amazing tell everybody where they could find you if they want to buy your music what stuff's coming up in the future if you have a new album coming out let people know where they can find you give yourself a plug
1: all right so instagram facebook probably youtube um everything is just at jesse klein music no spaces um Klein with a C. So you should be able to find pretty much anything on there. The social medias I definitely keep up with the most. I do have a website also, jessiekleinmusic.com Okay, cool. Yeah, so if you go to my Instagram or my Facebook, you should be able to find the links to all my music. Uh, I do have four songs out there on Spotify and Apple Music and uh, pretty much anywhere that you listen right now. And uh, yeah, I do have six songs coming. Actually, um, the EP that we were talking about, we made it halfway through during the pandemic. Um, It is done. So I'm basically just waiting on copyright and some album artwork and some final details. And then uh, that'll be coming out this year.
0: Love it! You'll have to let me know so I can promote it on my socials yeah. and things. Yeah,
1: awesome. I'm really hoping to uh, hoping to have a couple of them out this summer because I really uh, some of them are some really good summer songs. So I'm trying to get them out before the weather gets cold. I know.
0: Yeah, sure. So, uh, and so your schedule uh, where you're going to be this summer will be on your website too, I would assume.
1: Um, I probably should update that. Okay. Um, I do. I do usually keep a schedule up there. Okay. So yeah, cool. you should be able to find it definitely on Facebook. I'd I'd keep up with that. Stuff. Okay. Yeah, it's
0: hard keeping up with all the socials, isn't it? It's like
1: oh yeah, my yeah. gosh.
0: Well, anyway, I really enjoyed having you on. Thank you so much. You're a great sport for um playing that song. It was lovely, and uh, thanks again for coming on my show.
1: Thanks so much for having me. It's, it's, uh, it was a ton of fun. Thank you. You'll
0: have to come on again when you have. I would you... love to. Hear. Okay. Cool. All right. well you take care of yourself and have a good day? You too. Hey, thank you for listening, and I'm so glad you're here. I had so much fun and hope you enjoyed this episode. To hear more episodes, please subscribe to my website, ajuicypearpodcast.com. See you there. Hey, I'm your host, Wendy, and you just listened to another episode of A Juicy Pear Podcast. Thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. And I would love it if you could subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Each week I have new content and I love talking with creatives. Tell your friends and family. And if you're feeling led, hey, you can buy me a coffee on ajuicypairpodcast.com.